0: and really crazy and I have like uh, technological mysticism where I believe that like I'm a jinx so Mm -hmm. if I'm a computer it's not gonna work so then I made Pat come in and unplug it and he just like redid what I just did but that made me more frustrated and like get really crazy real quick
1: (laughs) well the important thing is that it's working now oh we're here oh my god I am like also in kind of like a weird situation because like Um, I just got, like, I just moved, um, and Um. I, um, just got, like, all my furniture delivered today, but, like, it's Ikea stuff, so it's still in boxes, so I'm sitting on a mattress on my floor with my microphone stand, like, my boom mic hooked up to, like, it's not a boom, it's, um... It's something. Uh, it's hooked up to a folding chair. Um, oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, so it's it's a whole situation here.
0: Wow. Do you, you should, like, get Chinese takeout, and then you can, like, precariously have it next to boxes, and you've really, like, set up a vignette of, like, a, <laughs> a beautiful urban woman moving into an apartment, you know?
1: I know, yeah. Someone should draw, like, a kind of sort of, <laughs> like, weirdly sexy picture of that
0: yeah you can like have a date and you can like paint and then you like start sexually painting each other
1: (laughs) oh my god Like,
0: oh we're just moving into our first place Uh." oh moving has never been like that for me it's a lot of me just freaking out and yelling and then saying i'm sorry
1: i think that's one of the many ways that movies have lied to us by portraying moving as sexy
0: it's oh it's so not sexy yeah. It's
1: the opposite of sex. I think that's what that movie was about, actually. moving mm-hmm. It was just about moving.
0: <laughs> the least sexy thing you can do is just cry a lot and put all your possession, <laughs> possessions
1: in boxes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So how how long has this process, this moving process been going on?
1: Oh, my God. Um, well, I've been here for a week. Oh, my gosh. Um. So I just sort of, like, have left all my clothes in my suitcase. I have right now. I'm looking around, and it's, like, there is one huge suitcase with most of my clothes in it. And then I, for some reason, transferred all of my underwear to a milk crate. I don't know why I did that Um. in the <laughs> it middle. It probably
0: seemed like a good idea. Like, oh, this is where the underwears will go. It. I got yeah. that. Check and mate. I got that one done. So
1: there is, like, a milk crate full of like thousands of dollars worth of hand-me-down like Ooh. well not him is the hand-me-down if just if it's horizontal is it was just some if your friend gives it to you
0: um i don't know i acquire a lot of things through those means so mm-hmm. you can call hand-me-down it doesn't seem derogatory to me
1: okay cool i mean yeah i don't want to like appropriate like <laughs> um no but it um so all of my my stuff is there and then I've got like a few dresses hanging up and then like my cat has like this cardboard scratcher that's like attached to the wall and like otherwise it's just like a pile of books and like skincare stuff just like strewn everywhere.
0: Yeah, this sounds kind of like um like a sexy cam girl setup
1: Ooh, and you just yeah. P-
0: push it all aside and just hope you don't have to move the camera.
1: mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I mean I do not have any fairy lights set up right now though
0: oh yeah i feel like so i'm 31 and if i go into another person's house that's my age and they have christmas lights up i'm either i assume that they're either like a sex worker or they do a lot of dmt or there's like a crossover (laughs) (laughs) but like no shade on that like live your life doing dmt listen to joe rogan podcast but it's just like those bright colored Christmas lights, and like this Sublime poster tells me. So.
1: <laughs> that's I think that's accurate. Yeah, God, <laughs> I hate Sublime so much. I'm sorry to alienate any of my Sublime listening listeners, but like, uh, like that's, no, that's fine. Go it's, on. that song. For, okay, first of all, I got into a fight with a friend in high school one time because um, he thought that um, a Bad Religion song was originally a Sublime song and that Bad Religion just covered it. And I was just, like, just furious at him. Yeah, of course. And um, and then also, like, that song, Santeria, like, mm-hmm. I don't, like, it's just, like, the worst to me because it's, like, the first line is, like, I don't practice Santeria. Okay, so why did you call the song that? <laughs> like
0: i feel like i sublime is hear me out sublime is like adam sandler i'll go on where okay. it was just the right thing at the right time for us as a country for people to really like it but if it had come out five years earlier or five years later we'd be like this is garbage we don't want this but like that's how adam sandler like a flippity sloppity <laughs> flippity do Wouldn't be funny to me now, but, like, in 1996, I was like, yes, oh, my gosh, the penguin, it's so funny. I feel like that's how Sublime fans were.
1: (laughs) Yeah. We
0: needed it. We needed that, like, uh, back tattoo and, like, the girl in, like, high socks and roller skates, right? Isn't that the video?
1: Oh, I don't know. Yeah um no yeah we were all like really stoked on that ball going into its home that was
0: <laughs> that was the yeah. 90s yeah mm-hmm. i know one one of my favorite things in life which i guess they're getting rid of and i'm very upset about it is netflix reviews yeah and i often say that if i had seven wishes because it wouldn't be like if i had three mm-hmm. but if i Seven wishes. One of them would be that Netflix reviews went to profiles so I could see all these people's reviews because I just love reading Netflix reviews. But the reviews for like Billy Madison, I think is the one. Some Adam Sandler movie is like an older one that are Happy Gilmore. You can tell from the reviews, it's either parents who had never seen it and don't think it's funny, people who are like, either very young or didn't live in the United States who don't think it's funny. Like the general consensus in the reviews are, I don't think this is funny. <laughs> and I don't know why someone told me to watch this. There's <laughs> like... <laughs> and it's like, man, if you weren't there at the time, it's just, it's like an inside joke. Adam Sandler is just the 90s inside joke.
1: I know, but now he's back.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, he's incredibly stubborn. That's, that's been demonstrated. <laughs> I think his parents are like maybe a little we're a little too encouraging. I mean <laughs> like some of his albums he i think one of them even says his parents' names, and he has like comedy clips where he like talks to his parents, and they're like kind of that tom green like too they're too patient with him, and because of that, he thinks he can do no wrong, and so it's just like we're still getting we're still getting the the flippity do the
1: hmm Yeah, I mean, it's like Eight Crazy Nights, right? It's like the Adam Sandler cartoon. His parents were, like, very, like... Like, that was about his parents just telling him, like, do that. make Do the doodly-doo, Adam. You're doing good. We're very proud of you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, too too encouraging. Sometimes you can just tell when people's parents were too encouraging.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think the Tom Green one is really spot-on, too.
0: Yeah. I know, I... So of course, when I was like eight, nine, and ten, I loved
1: Tom. Oh, Green. same. Yeah, it was like oh. the forbidden fruit of comedy. Oh, it's so
0: good. And then I re I rewatched some old Tom Green within the last like four months, and it's horrifying. It's horrifying. <laughs> it's horrifying that like I liked it. It's horrifying that like as a country we liked it. And he's so awful to his parents. Like not just funnily bad, but just like remember when he made his parents' car the Slutmobile? And he, like, painted (laughs) those, like, two women performing cunnilingus. And then he, like, drives, follows his dad to the bus stop. And he's like, dad, 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 your Slutmobile. These these beautiful lesbians. And he's just like, ugh. But at the time, you know, crying tears of laughter.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Tom Green could do no wrong back in those days. And, like, it's clear that, yeah, like, no one ever told him no.
0: (laughs) Yeah. When they show, like, when I, when I was watching the older clips, they show his parents being like, all right, Tom, this is the last time. What did we tell? Oh, geez. But we were just like, oh, maybe that's how Canadian parents are.
1: <laughs> I can assure you that it is not. That that is not the case at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the few, one of like the only good things that 4chan ever did was um, when Tom Green got this like call-in show. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't remember the origins of this off the top of my head. I would have to look it up. But there's like an old meme that's just from like Star Fox. That's Mm. just a guy like a rabbit saying like, do a barrel roll. Okay. And um, that was like, that was the meme because that was the quality of memes that we were working with in like the early 2000s. But, um, and Somehow, like, they decided, like, I don't remember how it got associated with Tom Green, but, like, there's this <laughs> coordinated operation to just, like, call him on his show. And he would have, like, guests on who were, like, sort of big deals. And, like, people, people would keep calling in and just telling him to do a barrel roll. And just, like, you can see him. There's, like, clips of him, like, slowly losing his mind because, like, people will sometimes do, like, long setups to it. Yeah. So it's not just, like, he can hang up right away. Um and that, oh. to me, is like you know, like every ten yeah. years, a, a stop clock is right in this case. So, um,
0: yeah, I just the, Tom Green, you just you you feel bad for him until you watch until you watch it. I feel like because oh, yeah. like, that makes me feel bad. Like Tom Green, he has the whole world, he has the whole world in his hands.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he was on top of the world. He was the most famous person in yeah, the world. And-
0: And then what happened? And then you go and watch the shtick, and we're like, oh, we were wrong in being that world in his hand.
1: Mm And
0: we we let him get away with too much. And so his comedy never really grew up past like 16 year old pulling pranks on his parents.
1: Yeah, I wonder what he's... Wait, he was married to Drew Barrymore?
0: Oh, yeah, they got married on SNL. Oh, girl, yes. And then their house burned down. Oh, (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, it was, like, a very stressful time in their life. And then they got divorced, like, really quick after. And and I remember, like, the news being like, well, you know, with, like, the Charlie's Angels movie and the wedding on SNL and their house burning down, they really didn't have a chance.
1: (laughs) Can (laughs) I tell you... Okay, so there are three facts on her personal life on Tom Green's Wikipedia page. One is the marriage. Mm -hmm. Another one is that he was on The Celebrity Apprentice. And the third one is, in March 2006, he broke two ribs in Costa Rica when a large wave swept him off an outcrop where he had been fishing and onto rocks below.
0: (laughs) poor Tom Green. remember that song, My Bum Is On The... Fill in the blank.
1: I do remember that song. And that song famously later parodied by Eminem.
0: Oh, yeah. The real Slim Shady. Mm-hmm. Slim Shady. I'm sick of him.
1: Uh, well, we all <laughs> wish he would, um, you know, get get with Tom Green and, and go back to the 90s in their time machine.
0: Um, so I know that Eminem came out with an album or a song or whatever, however people release music in this day. And I hadn't heard it, but I'd seen Backlash online. And I was like, I'm not going to make effort to hear this. But God gave me a gift. And I happened to be outside. And I hear rap that is like, of course, Eminem. Like, it's, you know, you know, it's that, you know, it's his voice. And it's on a white guy, bro, with a farmer's tan, riding a bicycle with like flags on it. Like, blaring it out of loudspeakers, which is really quite an anomaly in my neighborhood. But, like, I was like, oh, there's there's the new Eminem. Now I don't have to look it up.
1: I, oh, my God. Um, yeah. Okay. Like, it, wait, is he still feuding with Drake? Do you know?
0: Oh, I didn't even know he was feuding with Drake,
1: but. I think it was, like, last year. But also, the last, okay, it's, so like, the the most recent Eminem song, not, it wasn't actually him. It was, like, the Drake Track from um, more than a game. Oh, okay. Um, and Eminem has a verse on it, and like it's it's the last verse, and it's so bad. Like, is the, that
0: the one where he talks about doing terrible things to Ann Coulter?
1: No, no. It's the one where he um he says, "Oh, they're all going nuts for me," like Macadamia, and, and it's like. Mm, that is a kind of nut, I guess. <laughs> but that's not good. <laughs> like,
0: uh, Man. Eminem, though, I do think I'm in the minority, but I think his nose job was good. I think he had a good nose
1: job. I was not aware that he had one. And as a connoisseur of rhinoplasties, I'm going to need to look this up.
0: Oh, yeah. um, There's rumors that he maybe had like a uh, this is like trash rumors, okay? This, <gasps> yes. Okay. But uh, it's rumored that he had, like, a, his nose collapsed because of drug use, so he had to have his nose rebuilt.
1: Because it does but, look I mean, different.
0: It, yeah, that's not that's not confirmed. I, I mean, that's just me re, regurgitating garbage. But yeah, but I think his nose job looks good. I mean, it's Eminem. What, what can you do?
1: I mean, when you're starting with that, like... Mm-hmm. You know? I've never
0: seen, I've never seen 8 Mile.
1: And I know. Uh, no, I haven't either. The closest I've come to watching 8 Mile is like years ago. Someone made a video on YouTube of the, there's like a rap battle scene in it and they just put the poker rap to it. Um, <laughs> and I thought that was like really good, but that's the closest I've gotten.
0: Isn't his mom played by Kim Basinger?
1: Um, Definitely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so that made me be like, Kim Basinger, what are you doing? But. Not
1: enough to watch it. Not enough. Yeah. No. Um. Oh, now I'm on like a. There's like other people showing up on these Google search results, like Iggy Azalea, and Mm. um, just a just a lot of like before and after. No celebs. Yeah. Russell Brand. He appears to have had a a beard implant. Um. the, (laughs) The the before picture is him without a beard, and the after is just. He has a beard now.
0: I'm like um, sitting by my computer where my cats are insi- insist on sleeping every day. And I just inhaled a bunch of cat hair. So No. oh, It is a fight. It is the fight of my life to keep them off of this desk. And it doesn't matter what I do. I like stack stuff and they just knock it on the ground. So I'm just like in the harem of cat hair. So excuse me. While I, talk to my mom. <laughs> I don't want anyone thinking that I'm like a very sick, frail person. I am, but not my lungs.
1: Mm, very powerful muscular lungs, but that's something I associate with you.
0: It's true. I um, I did voice for like uh, seven or eight years, or well, maybe longer than that, and I played clarinet for like five or six years. So, hello. Oh, wow. So I have very muscular lungs.
1: I did not I, know that.
0: Oh yeah, it's my it's my secret childhood secret. What's
1: when your I was secret in good skill.
0: Yeah, in uh, fifth grade, I sang the national anthem at a Cubs game. It was a big deal.
1: Whoa. Yeah, it's like
0: our chorus that you had to like try out to be in. And we like, it's the only time I've ever been to Wrigley Field or any professional baseball game. But it was to sing the National Anthem.
1: That's super cool. Did you get all the words right?
0: Yes. It's actually, the National Anthem is a very challenging song to sing, especially in like a chorus setting. Because like the way that there's not a lot of room to breathe. So you have to do big really long breaths, and so when you're like ten years old in fifth grade in a very strict chorus, you really have a lot of fire and hatred in your heart for that song.
1: <laughs> okay, so national anthem of these United States of America. Um, mm-hmm. So that is the one. That's um. That is the battle hymn of the republic. Is that, is that it? Is that?
0: I don't know. It's just a Star Spangled Banner. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. There's yeah. a
0: lot of working titles, but
1: yeah. Yeah, I know. AKA, there's like a lot of parentheses. Yeah, um, yeah. A lot of, a lot of pe- people featured on that one. Yeah. <laughs> I think Eminem yeah. had like a mm-hmm. brief, had a, like a verse on that one. Um, So, okay. I want to know, like, because here's the thing about being a Canadian who lives in America.
0: Oh, please tell me.
1: Well, there's a lot more of it. Um, except for like space There's like a lot more Of it Like of the country So like there's way There's like five times more states Yeah Um. There's More words to Well I don't know about that But there's like way more to remember And so I like I try Like I don't know all the capitals I don't know that I even know all of the states um,
0: I want to interrupt you and tell you That that's actually incredibly common a a game that i've seen played from like bros to just like party people is take out a map of the united states and try and list or name all 50 states and very rarely can an american do it
1: huh
0: because they're just like i don't know like montana there's a bunch out there we're just like okay
1: so you're in the majority oh okay well that's like good to know um so yeah for me the ones that are confusing are like the Northeast because there's so many yes it's like yeah like they really packed them in there and then I think because they were like because that's like where colonists started right Mm, yes and they're like well we really want to have the maximum number of states um possible (laughs) and then they're like wait there's a lot more land to steal from people, mm-hmm. so we can really space these guys out. Um, but then they didn't change the original ones; they just left them all up in a big old yeah. clump up there.
0: Yeah, and there's there's a lot of like history that you're supposed to learn for. Like, is if you're an American student in eighth grade, you're supposed to pass like a civics test, and you have to learn. I think what you would learn if you were like becoming a a citizen. But I don't think most, like, Native, like, um, like Americans that are born and raised here uh, could pass that test as an adult.
1: I have heard that. That seems like something that would be tough. Yeah.
0: Because um, it's like some states were part of this state and then there was a civil war. Or this state was part of this. I don't know. Who knows?
1: So no this, one actually knows.
0: Yeah. And is the like, thing. And in the United States, since you don't need like a passport or any ID to travel state to state, it's kind of just like, yeah, it's fine.
1: (laughs) Um, But to get back to the National Anthem, I want to because I want to know if you know any of the Canadian National Anthem. And I want to see if I can uh, say any of the lyrics for the American National Anthem. I have
0: no idea what the Canadian National Anthem is. Is it my my country to be? No, that's the British one, right?
1: Uh, That's. Nothing. I don't know. It's a song.
0: It's <laughs> like a British song, but then they change it to American lyrics. And I didn't know if that was a anthem of Canada or if they sang it in mm. the UK.
1: Can either just... of us name? Can do either of us there... know what the British national anthem is?
0: No, I don't.
1: It's um, actually "Anarchy in the UK" by the Sex Pistols. <laughs> um, no, well, it's actually "God Save the Queen" by the Sex Pistols. Oh yeah. Um, She's
0: not a human being.
1: No, yeah, exactly. Although neither is uh, neither is Johnny Rotten really. So
0: oh, God, that guy—he jo- sure is awful. That guy. I
1: mean, it's right in his name. To be fair, we should have seen it coming.
0: Yeah. Ugh.
1: Um. Okay, oh, here's but a
0: little, here's a little joke that you can adapt into your life. Anytime I walk by punks, like if I see—it's not as common now, but in the '90s, I would see a fair amount of punks. I'd be like, "Out of the way, said vicious." And then, <laughs> <laughs> they're really. They really don't like it. Okay, anyway. I
1: love it. I do. I love it though. So, yeah.
0: Um,
1: okay. Um,
0: well, yeah. What's the can- Canadian national anthem?
1: Canadian national anthem is um, hockey night in Canada. <laughs> um, no, it's actually one week by the Bare Naked Ladies.
0: Ooh, ooh. Here's a little uh, Bare Naked Ladies joke. Is so for. I don't know, three years, four years, maybe I would go to summer camp with a friend of mine who was Mormon and they would do like sleepaway camp and you could bring non-Mormon guests. And it was inexpensive. It was like the only way I'd get to afford to do stayaway camp. And my mom is very spiritual. So she like encouraged it. And I was there and it was like a bunch of Mormon moms talking about like wholesome activities they could take their kids to. And I swear I heard this. And I think about it every time I think of the naked Ladies. She's like, well, you know, I had taken her to this concert, and it was just so fun. There were families. However, the band has a very crass name. Okay, I apologize, but they're called the Bare Naked Ladies. And she whispered <laughs> it. <laughs> oh my gosh! I know. That's adorable. I was, like, I was like, I guess that is a crass name. I'd never even thought of it. But yeah,
1: it is. <laughs> It is? No.
0: It's so crap. You maybe don't want to take your family there.
1: Yeah, no. I mean, I do love that big bang theory theme song though.
0: The whole universe was in a that's all I know.
1: Mm. Hot, hot um state. Yeah, that's actually got um Neil deGrasse Tyson on that track.
0: Oh, anytime i ruin anytime i ruin anything with facts i say i'm sorry to neil degrasse tyson this situation but here's a fact
1: (laughs) he's like the embodiment of there's like a really early simpsons episode where um like there's like that fake angel or something that the mall plants and (laughs) then like there's this mob that i think that's the same episode where like this mob gets mad about science and is like science is like a a blabbermouth who like won't shut his his mouth and ruins the end of the movie before it happens. Yeah. And it's like, that's him.
0: Mm hmm. You know, what's interesting is he's such a stick in the mud or such like a ruiner of fun that we don't even talk about his celestial vests. And this to me is like one of the most fascinating things about him. How many does he own? Does he have 12 and just rotate them? And we don't know. Does he like sell them for charities? I have a lot of questions. But anytime you see Neil deGrasse Tyson, he's wearing a celestial vest. Like a vest under his jacket that has like like Miss Frizzle style. Like, I study science in space and I'm gonna have a space vest.
1: You didn't even realize yeah. it. Huh.
0: Now that I've pointed it out, you're like, oh my gosh. How now
1: I, I can't unsee it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's all he wears. Mm-hmm. <sighs> what do you think is Neil deGrasse Tyson's favorite food?
1: Oh, I don't know.
0: Yeah, me neither. I love hypothesizing uh, celebrities that aren't like like famous scientists or politicians. I love hypothesizing their favorite food because, you know, they have like an intern or someone in their office that has to go get them probably the same lunch every day, especially if they're like a politician or a scientist because they probably really like routine, you know? So like, what does Neil deGrasse Tyson's assistant have to get him all the time? Who knows?
1: I mean, I feel like it could go a couple of ways, right? Like, um, on the one hand, it could be something really like utilitarian and like, um, simple where he's just like, this is providing me the required nutrients in like, according to the food and dairy guidelines, um, food and dairy, that's not a thing, um, or it could be like the one thing where he really like lets loose and like really just is like, oh yeah. just he looks forward walk. all day to like his, yeah, like Sando from some like famous Sando shop or something. And he's just like, and he gets into comical situations where like his Sando doesn't get delivered um, and he has to like mm-hmm. eat Bill Nye's or something. I don't know. Um,
0: the one that I think about a lot, well, I used to think about a lot, but luckily I don't have to think about Jon Stewart very often is like, what does Jon Stewart or what did Jon Stewart yell at his interns for messing up his lunch and getting instead? Because I imagine he gets like a chicken breast salad, like a <laughs> <and laughs> chicken breast from the same place in New York. And some intern every day would have a panic attack that they were like so nervous that they're going to mess up John Stewart's food. And he'd probably never shut up about it. Anytime I'd see him on TV, I'd be like, you think he yelled at his intern today about his lunch? <laughs>
1: high possibility i mean i um, i guess when you said that i just like was like i just pictured him like he used to do this like kind of like kissy face mm-hmm. sometimes yes. i don't i can't think of why he would do that but i have this very visceral image of him doing that so i just picture him like eating some noodles like with Ooh. some chopsticks and just like sucking down some noodles like
0: yeah Oh, I can see that, yeah. And he has, like, one ramen shop that he, like, takes all his friends to, and then afterwards they're like, it wasn't that good, but you can never tell (laughs) him. You know, I think that that's a very New York thing. People who've lived in New York a long time will swear that they, like, have the best ramen shop or the best, like, Chinese food. And then they take you there, and you're like, this is it. And you're like, oh, it's great. Mm Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Because New Yorkers really pride themselves on, like, being urban explorers and finding like the best Cantonese in the neighborhood—you're like this isn't this isn't anything to write home about—but you can't say that.
1: Sure, yeah, you don't want to insult someone's like hmm. food, like yeah. food finding abilities, their scavenging skills. But I will say just that right off the top that um, Shen's famous foods is the best <laughs> noodle place in New York. Um, it's it's not even an an issue.
0: Oh, my gosh. Do you... um, When you're not in New York, do you have food from New York that you miss? Or when you're not where you lived before?
1: Um, yeah, I miss everything about here. Also, I just went to the Shams Famous Foods website. And um, if you ever go there, there's, like, three locations. But, like, they're all really tiny and covered with, like, signs on the walls about, like, ordering etiquette and, like, warnings and things. And actually, when you go to... The website, there's a pop-up that's, like, basically one of the, the signs that is, like, at this, the place. It's just, like, warning, please read. Food tastes best when fresh from the kitchen. When hot noodles cool down, they get bloated, mushy, and oily. If you must take your noodles to go, please at least try the noodles in the store or right out of the to-go containers when it's handed to you so you can get the best possible Shen Famous Foods experience.
0: Ooh. That's a pretty New York thing to do. Be like, this is how you have to eat it.
1: You gotta eat it right.
0: Yeah. So, um, Pat is a barista, at, like one of the like best specialty coffee places. And when he first started, there was, uh, like a controversy about whether they should let people get espresso, like a shot to go. And people, all the people who work there, you know, they're like, no, you have to sip it fast. You have to have it. But like people buy it. And then they sit there for two hours anyway. And so Pat has just, like, a very Chicago stance where he's like, I don't care. I'll give it to him in a bowl. Get him out of here. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Do whatever you want with it. Like, once you're done talking to me, I don't. you can base in it. I don't care. Get it out of here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that is funny when, like, food places are like, this is how you have to eat our thing that you're paying us to get. Oh. And it's like, I respect that, but also, like... Mm-hmm. You're serving coffee, so it's like, I know yeah. you respect your craft and everything, but just let those idiots drink their espresso yeah. on the train.
0: Yeah, and people like, I would say a very small percentage of people who get coffee get it with like the the knowledge that these baristas have. Like they don't possess that consumption uh, algorithm that the baristas themselves have. They're just like, oh, just it's a nice day. I'm going to sit here on my computer for six hours in this and milk one two ounce shot of espresso
1: yeah I mean yeah no exactly and I think being a barista is like one of those things where it sort of ruins coffee (laughs) and not I mean just like it's like anything right it's like if you get really into wine then you like can't enjoy like Mm -hmm. bad wine anymore um what's your coffee situation are you like a big coffee person
0: I listened to you talk to Darcy about coffee and (laughs) and I was so when I listen to podcasts, I participate in the same way that I do when I watch TV, which is fine when I'm in my home watching TV. And I'm like, that's crazy. But if I'm like, exercising and listen to a podcast, and I'm like yelling back at the podcast, that's really a wild image for anyone around me. Um, And I was yelling at this one because I disagree. My first coffee is not my best coffee. really it's purely medicinal like i just got to get it down yeah um my afternoon coffee is my best coffee but my secret is i love bad coffee
1: like i love
0: i love diner coffee um in my house i have like a ten dollar mr coffee and i buy dunkin donuts and i buy a dunkin donuts creamer i use half and half in the morning because it's like less sweet and then I use, like, super sickeningly sweet flavored creamers when I have my afternoon coffee. Which goes against everything that, like, Pat and his barista friends in their, like, science
1: lab said. <laughs> and, coffee nerds.
0: Yeah. And, like, I'll go, if I, like, meet Pat at work, I'll have, like, my Dunkin' Donuts peppermint disgusting coffee. And I'll go in there and they all, like, raise their eyebrows at me. And I'm like, I'm sorry, this is what I like. Like, it's not that I don't appreciate well, I guess I don't appreciate but <laughs> <laughs> It's not that I don't understand. Like I can taste a very fancy coffee and be like, "Oh, this tastes like berries and this tastes like chicory and this tastes like but I don't want my coffee to taste like juice. Like, I just want it to taste like I got punched in the mouth. Like this is coffee. Drink it. You'll always kind of like it. <laughs> yeah. Get it
1: out. Yeah, I mean apologies to my producer because mm-hmm. Nick is a coffee nerd. Mm-hmm. Um but, no, I feel like I've gotten way more into it in the past couple of years of, like, like that whole Darcy episode where we spent, yeah. like, two hours talking about coffee attests. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also, like, really can fuck with the bad coffee.
0: Yeah, and I think that, like, so, one, I'm from, like, really poor white America where, like, your family always has a pot of disgusting burnt coffee just, mm-hmm. like, going 24 hours a day. And I started drinking coffee before school when I was like 8 or 9 years old. Like I would wake up and I'd be groggy and I'd say my throat was scratchy and my mom would just like put a cup of coffee down in front of me. And so, Oh my so god. I haven't had a day without coffee first thing in the morning unless I'm like on death's door sick in probably 20 22 23 years. And um Pat's family is the same, but they're Italian. So he got coffee even younger. They had what they called co- coffee babas that you would give to toddlers. And this is it, this is this is going to blow your mind. It would be they would be like, "Oh, we want coffee, we want coffee." And they're like, "Okay, give them a little." So it would be like mostly milk and then a shot of like a you know a little bit of coffee, a little bit of amaretto. They'd be like, "It calms them down."
1: <laughs> That's wild. Oh yeah. my god. Also, you've been drinking coffee since you were nine. That's like. twice well i don't know how the math checks out but i started drinking coffee when i was like 18 or 19 oh no is that your secret that you started drinking coffee so early
0: i don't think it's a secret because like where where i come up from like a lot of people just drink coffee like that in like i was like a goth punk nightmare teen and we would go to like 24-hour truck stops where you could smoke inside and you could chain smoke cigarettes and pay $4 for a coffee that they'd refill all night. And we would be there, I mean, I'm not lying, like 12 hours sometimes, just like hanging out. And it would be, it was really like a place where if you were like alternative to like hang out and be seen, and there was like people of all ages and all like walks of life, like hippies would hang out there, like 50 year old dudes that we were cool with that hung out there. Um, there were several, 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 more than three people who professionally wrote literatica, who hung out there? That I'll never forget. Yeah, it was like a it was like a scene. So you would like drink this terrible, horrible coffee and stay up till like four or five in the morning. Yeah, like wow. like the goth episode of South Park where they hang out at Denny's and like I <laughs> hate <laughs> I'm referencing South Park, but it's like one of the few things South Park gets right because they're like, if you have to drink coffee and it like you have to be at Denny's and the servers hate you, that's like a real goth. American teen experience, I feel like to just just want the worst coffee and like put it in an i v just funnel it down, horrible, yeah, yeah,
1: so I bad. mean yeah, I like I drink Tim Horton's coffee black, which is like
0: oh, I had Tim Horton's, but I feel like it's like it's Canada's Dunkin Donuts, right? oh yeah, yeah,
1: but it's like much more integral to our national identity than Dunkin Donuts is,
0: mm. Well, I think there's there's regions in the United States, especially Boston. Boston and Dunkin' Donuts, it's, like, the most omnipresent, like, iconography you see in the city of Boston. But outside of that, yeah, it's not really integral to our identity, you know.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, like, but I grew up in, like, the city where, um, where Tim Hortons started. And okay. when I was growing up, there were, like, 70-something in our city. Whoa. Um, And we didn't have, like, any Starbucks for a long time. And now there's, like, two, I think. But um, I've only recently realized that, like, because I would always walk around with Tim Hortons. And Tim Hortons is, like, kind of the great equalizer, I feel like, in Canada in a way. Because, like, it's, like, very, like, working class. But, like, they've sort of, like, tried to class themselves up over the last few years. So, like, and also because it's so associated with just, like, Canada in a yeah, really yeah. weird way. Like, our identity is like a donut shop. Um, like, I feel like middle-class people and, like, even some, like, wealthy people will drink it, too. But, mm-hmm. like, I've only recently learned the trick of walking around with a Starbucks cup because I don't really like going to Starbucks except to pee. Um, yeah, that's fair. Because, like, that's what they're for in New York, I feel like. Um, yeah. But, like, walking around with a Starbucks cup, I feel like makes you look a lot more authoritative than you would otherwise.
0: Yeah, I get you. Yeah, that's true. Because mm-hmm.
1: it's I, just like, oh, I'm busy. Like, just walking around hairy, like looking kind of harried and, like, annoyed, holding a Starbucks cup. Yeah. It's like, ugh.
0: I think that the Olsen twins really pioneered where it was, yes, like, a yes. giant Starbucks cup is an accessory to say, back the f- off. Like, I have this giant Starbucks. I don't have time for this.
1: I gotta drink this big Starbucks and I'm just going to yeah. talk to you. Yeah. It's going to drink itself.
0: I feel like, um, if you're around like, uh, like Chicago style, like middle-aged men, which all like, they all sound like dragons and they all kind of pot bellies and they're all like this fucking guy, like Chicago guys. They always have like giant Dunkin' Donuts with just, they probably put like 12 Splendas in it. So that's, that's their like, Olsen Twin Starbucks is their giant Dunkin' Donuts. Like, we're going to take care of this. We're going to take care of this, gym, Like that.
1: <laughs> nice. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Jim and Steve. Like, that's like the the Chicago guy that probably owns the bar you work at. And he only comes in sometimes. And he'll have like a giant Dunkin' Donuts. And he's like, all right. Everything's good. All right. That's it.
1: Hey, I'm walking here. Th- yeah. That's that's Chicago, famously a Chicago no, thing, too. No, that's New York. No, I'm pretty sure it's Chicago. I think it's Chicago. It might be Boston.
0: Wait, the I'm walking here. It's from Midnight Cowboy, right?
1: Yeah, Is it? I thought it was Eminem.
0: <laughs> no, I'm walking here. It's from, like, with Dustin Hoffman in Midnight Cowboy. Like, a car, like, almost hits him, and he, like, hits the foot of the car. He's like, hey, I'm walking here. It's like, I'm a New Yorker, hey.
1: <laughs> Well, thanks, um... Neil deGrasse Tyson for that <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> I did um, it fine. It's fine I do that all the time too No, um, no yeah um, People do walk here, that's true
0: Yeah, my friend from New York Was just visiting and she walks so much And I was like, girl If I had to walk this far, I would take the bus She's like, it's not that far I'm like, this is far, come on But in New York, you have to walk far
1: you do, unless you want to take a bus, which I refuse to on principle. Oh, what's your principle? <laughs> My principle is that, um, okay, well, in Toronto, mm-hmm. I will take a bus, although mm-hmm. I won't like it because I do get, like, I get really car sick.
0: Okay, yeah. That's and so,
1: like, a bus is just, like, ugh, especially if, like, I'm sitting on, like, the you know, the part in the back where, like, the tires are and, like, it's mm-hmm. bouncing. It's just, like, not great. Um, But, 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 in Toronto, every bus ends at a subway station oh. so so you you're not gonna like end up somewhere that you don't know where you are like you're all, if you stay on a bus you'll get to a subway station yeah in new york i have no idea where buses are going they could go literally anywhere they could just <laughs> take me on like a magical mystery tour yes a subway um, a train it is going in one direction i know where i'm going there's no like I don't have to pull a thing to make the guy stop. The door's open. I don't have to interact with anyone. Trains are, like, so beautiful and elegant, and buses are, like, uh, just horrifying to me.
0: Yeah, this is true. When I, like, first moved to Chicago, like, over a decade ago, I was really scared of the buses, and I, like, I would refuse. I would take a train out of my way so I could just take the trains and not take the buses. But now that I really know the layout of the city very well, I can take the buses. But also, Chicago buses are above new york buses in my in my opinion i don't want anyone trying to tweet at me to prove me wrong but when i took a new york bus like chicago buses will say the next stop mm-hmm. you can text the bus and see what time it's going to show up you can track it with gps on your phone and kind of know where you are like it's very user friendly if you have a smartphone but in new york i just really felt like you were on your own like i hope you know where you're going i hope you know what it looks like and i hope you're really ready to fight with a bus driver and I was like, I'm not ready to do any of those things, New York. Just give me a lift. Jeez.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, the New York buses. When I was in New York, I was floored at how inaccessible the uh, um, airports are by train. Like, you have to take a bus.
1: To to where?
0: To, like, LaGuardia or to, like, uh, airports in New York.
1: Oh, no. Well, some of them, I guess, yeah. Um, I always go to Newark. And you can just, you take, like, a train from um, Penn Station, and then you take, like, a Jersey air train thing, which is pretty cool. But other ones, yeah, who knows?
0: Yeah. Um, in Chicago, like, our trains are, like, a hub. And so the downtown is the loop, and then the trains just, like, our spokes. And two of the spokes, like, end in the actual airport. So that's very convenient. Spoilingly, that is good. Spoilingly so. Because when I had to get to LaGuardia, I'm like, this is. This is not going to work for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's bad. It's yeah, not good.
0: LaGuardia Airport. I had someone tell me, because I was like, oh, I'm flying into LaGuardia. And they're like, I hope you enjoy hell. And I'm like, well, for your, for your information, I do love hell.
1: I'll be fine. <laughs> I'm a goth. I love hell.
0: Yeah, like, I can handle it. But, girl, I could not handle LaGuardia. I got in a fight with an older woman. I had a toilet spray water in my face. What? I got enough seats.
1: <laughs> okay. Just- Um, what was the fight about? Okay. Um,
0: okay. So I love O'Hare. A lot of people like to shit on O'Hare because it's so big and it's so busy. But if you know your way around, it's like broken up into many different terminals. It's pretty easy to get around, even though it's big. And when I was leaving O'Hare, I like had my book bag and all my stuff. And I was next to like some people. I'm like, hey, may I use the restroom? Can I leave this here? And they're like, of course, of course, because we're in the Midwest. Of course. In New York same experience i'm sitting next to like a literally octogenarian if not older and i'm like hey i just have this purse i didn't have a a lot i just have this purse can i leave it here and she's like oh no (laughs) (laughs) i'm like what she's like they tell us you, you can't no you can't and i'm like oh oh okay and so I was, like, complaining about it on Twitter, and people are like, well, you know, after 9-11, that's, like, the one thing they tell us at the airports is no, no one can leave luggage. And I'm like, yeah, but we're past the sh- security checkpoint. Like, I, the bag's coming. It's already here, like, whether I'm next to it or not. <laughs> so, so I go, and then I go to the bathroom, which is a whole other horrible experience, because there are bathrooms that are only, like, two or, two or three toilets, where I'm used to, like, an airport should have, like, 20 toilets. It should be a huge bathroom, because it's a full, but not LaGuardia. And then I come back, and this woman had given my chair away. Like, she knew I was coming back because we'd already had this. And I, I, like, woke up. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. And she, like, looked at me, and she's like, I know. And we just kind of stared. We stared each other down for a minute.
1: Oh, my God. And then I sat
0: on the floor. Yeah. LaGuardia. No good. Wow. Yeah. I, just, I was just floored by it. And there's just not enough seats. I don't know. There's a lot going on at LaGuardia. And I'm spoiled because I'm so hair, which is, like, they built it to be the airport of the future, you know?
1: Yeah. Jeez, that sucks.
0: Yeah. Also, but what I did like about LaGuardia is they go bananas, like, decorating for the holidays. So if you fly into LaGuardia around Halloween time, they just have, like, stickers. and It's like they went to Party City and bought the cheapest Halloween decorations. They could buy and put it all over like <laughs> like the security checkpoints, the metal detectors, the little poles where you wait in line will just have like a single uh, cotton or candy corn or a single skeleton sticker just stuck all over the airport. It's like they <laughs> just let a bunch of seventh graders go nuts. And I thought it was really funny and I really liked it, and I was talking to the guy that checked my luggage, and I'm like, "Oh, do you like how spectacular it is at work <laughs> right now?" And he's like, no. and they go oh really and he's like i'm west african we do not fuck with evil (laughs) it's like oh i'm so sorry i'm so sorry this guy has to come to work and there's like cobwebs and horrible evil stuff on his workstation i'm sure that really
1: really affects yeah do you ever think about how weird halloween would be if you're not like north (laughs) american or like if you're not like american or like canadian like if you, like, if you came to the U.S. Mm-hmm. and, like, didn't know about Halloween, and then yeah. you're just, like, I mean, I think, obviously, at this point, there's, like, if you're online at all, you probably yeah. are aware well, that yeah, it's if a you're thing.
0: Like, uh, if, you're, if you're, like, uh, from Mexico, you know, you're from, from you know, like, De Cielos Muertos.
1: Sure, but, day but day. even, like, England, like, yeah. Halloween was, I mean, it's kind of a thing now, but uh, that's only because of... America. Mm-hmm. But um just like it, it would just be buck wild. There's just skeletons yeah. and devils walking yeah. around. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, and also
0: like trigger treating is really bizarre. I I tried to watch this thing explaining the history of trigger treating because it like only came up in the fifties and it like started in the Midwest. So I'm like, oh, this seems like something I care about. However, it was narrated by Garrison Keillor. And I'm just, like, <laughs> I'm just like, listen, I'm I'm not 50 years old and, and I don't listen to NPR. So this is really hard for me to just hear this old, timey, charming story about, well, when we were kids and we put, like, I'm out. But um, the idea that we go door to door and just like ex- expect strangers to give us candy is
1: pretty bizarre. Was like, it you... invented by candy companies?
0: I feel like... Uh, yes, it was sponsored by candy companies and, companies, and I feel like it was sponsored by, like, neighborhood or community groups. But I don't know, because I couldn't really pay attention to the
1: documentary. Didn't I... watch the documentary. It's too bad I wasn't narrated by Neil Grass Tyson. Yeah, oh. No, Actually, me. Spooks and Spirits. <laughs> There's no such thing as Spooks and Spirits. We all have fun on Halloween, but just keep in mind.
0: <laughs> yeah, um... I also, I'm obsessed with when it comes to Halloween, like, uh, like, uh, non-denominational or evangelical Christians who do their like
1: hell houses.
0: I love, <laughs> I love
1: it. Now, what is that?
0: Okay. So it's like they do a haunted house, but all the scenarios are things that would like lead you into sin. And it's incredibly offensive and super problematic. And just, like, it's not even problematic. It's just like, that's a problem. Like,
1: it's it's not, just like, like oh. This is the room where, um, to show, like, the, how degeneracy will, like, lead you into sin and it's just, like, a guy sucking someone's dick.
0: Yeah, or uh, it'll be, like, someone dying in a hospital room and they'll say that they're, like, dying because they, like, had a child out of wedlock. or like, It's just, it's just the worst thing. But They, they had, had
1: Rosemary's this... baby.
0: <laughs> it's really, there's even, like, a documentary called Hell House where they, like, do the whole they like interview all the people mm. in the hell house
1: and i think that was the rob zombie movie <laughs> i think that was fiction that one
0: man so rob zombie is my uh most embarrassing but strongest celebrity crush
1: i gotta pull up a rob zombie pic right off right here because <laughs> i do not remember exactly what he looks like long hair
0: oh he has beautiful hands um, he, he has, okay yeah he just has like a strong nose He's really good looking. There's no photos of him anywhere on the internet, shirtless or in sweatpants. Believe you me, I have looked. I have looked. So I don't know what's under there. He's got that hot wife. He's always trying to, he makes all those movies to show us how hot his wife He's is. the
1: hot wife? Is yeah. he a cuck?
0: I, see, I don't know. I don't know. I wonder because in every movie he makes, his wife stars in it. And, often and he's like,
1: look how hot my wife is.
0: Yeah. And she like does sexy strip teases. Like in his remake of Halloween, she's like a dancer and there's like a whole five minute sexy strip tease she does. She's very white. She's very white.
1: Maybe maybe the idea is that the viewers are cucking him.
0: I, who knows what he's into? He's a, he's a staunch vegan that rap zombie.
1: Um, he seems, you know, like a stand-up guy, and we wish him the best.
0: Well, he did, he recently on Facebook, because he runs his own Facebook page, Uh, someone was attacking Baby Metal.
1: That oh, like, yeah.
0: Yeah, and he, like, defended them, and he's like, let him have a good time, come on. Stop being so, who cares?
1: Yeah, hey, come on. Yeah. Metal's but, not about, Metal's about having a good time and just, like, being pals, come on.
0: But he does seem, like, manic and intense and stubborn and like he has really bad taste that he won't take any notes on. And that to me, unfortunately, makes him seem more attractive.
1: I sympathize.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're just like, oh, Rob Zobby with those weird lace-up patchwork jeans. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. Yeah. He's wearing like a scarf and a hat and sunglasses and a jean jacket on like a 95 degree day in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like unfortunately that looks great to me cool <laughs> yeah Rob mm. Zombie.
1: zombie
0: i didn't know i'd take us here but i managed
1: well we got there
0: yeah people are always like oh who's your who's your crush that you're embarrassed to have and i'm like i'm gonna win i'm gonna win <laughs> mine's not a zombie yeah
1: well mine's neil degrasse tyson so Ooh. You know grass? It's not. It's not, though.
0: Yeah. Ooh, do you have a problematic crush that you're willing to share with your Um.
1: Parents? I don't. I can't think of, like, a—oh, no, that's not true. That's not true. Um. <laughs> uh. I recently—do you know about this A little show called The Walking Dead? Yes. Um. I've never seen it. I have no intention of watching it. You
0: don't need to. It's bad.
1: Um. But there is a character. Mm-hmm. In that program called um, Uh Negan. Okay. Negan Negan. And um he is portrayed by Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Okay. <laughs> and Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Negan is like my yes, that's my problematic crush. He walks around with like a oh, baseball oh, bat.
0: Oh, oh, oh baseball uh, he, bat. Baseball bat guy.
1: Baseball bat guy, he has like a bunch of wives. He has like multiple wives. Mm-hmm. Um I get it. If you see him, um, Jeffrey D. Morgan is like one of those guys though who like if you see him without a beard, mm-hmm. he looks like <laughs> he looks like Raymond's brother from Everybody Loves <laughs> Raymond. Yeah. Raymond. Yeah, yeah. It's bad. It sucks and I hate it. But with a beard, I, yeah.
0: When I was watching the Sopranos recently, I was like, um, into the actor that played the actor that played christopher i kept being like is he handsome to me or am i just being lured in because he's christopher on the sopranos but then i googled that actor with a beard and i'm like oh i am into it
1: okay without the beard i'm like "Mm, let me see beard what's his name michael imperioli
0: yeah michael imperioli there's not many photos with him with a beard because he's like a working actor and like there's not a lot of roles for Italian men with a beard,
1: you know? Okay, I, I think he is improved with a beard.
0: Yeah, he's improved with a beard. But yeah, he's very emotional. He's quite a hothead in mm. Manos. Yeah, and there's a whole scene where he talks about how he's going through the 12 steps, and he needs to apologize to people. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, Tony, James Gandolfini's like, oh, I don't think you should do that. And he's like, yeah, I was thinking I was just going to send some flowers or, like, money. Like, That'd be best. <laughs> It all, like, Mwah. yes.
1: He looks like he's going to evolve into Rob Zombie.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. I have a tight... Yeah, Rob Zombie definitely has gotten more handsome with age.
1: Yeah, that seems to be the case.
0: Yeah, and that's not always the case for shock rockers. For example, Alice Cooper did not uh, look better as he age.
1: What happened? Did he...
0: Alice Cooper just, like, looks like a... Guy at a golf course because that's what he is now. He's the guy at a golf course.
1: Yeah, but he's, yeah. Hmm. I
0: don't know.
1: How um. Else... But he's the. Oh yeah. Now seeing him without the makeup is a little upsetting.
0: Yeah. Well, it's just like he he just looks like all the other all the other rocker dads, like all the guys from Kiss, and you're just like, ugh, put that makeup
1: yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah. Get that makeup. Get, get the permanent tattooed makeup, Alice Cooper. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I've
0: never met anyone that's actually genuinely liked KISS. And I feel like history, whoever is writing history, like pop history, telling us that people like KISS is lying or they have a pro-KISS agenda.
1: They do have a pro-KISS agenda. We really need to talk about um, the way that our textbooks are being written by people with a radical pro-kiss agenda.
0: I do feel like there's a lot of stuff that's like, in the 70s, kiss were like the shit. Oh, people love kiss. Like, who loves kiss?
1: Who, who? fucking loves kiss? <laughs> they fucking, they suck. I'm gonna just come out and say that right now. Kiss fucking sucks. <laughs>
0: they suck so bad. Their whole thing is, there's like, they're rockers from
1: space.
0: Oh Yeah,
1: one of us is a cat.
0: Yes! Oh, I hate it. So I have a pair of like, demonia boots, of course. And when I wear them, a lot of times, old people are like, I like your kiss boots. And I'm like, these are goth boots. <laughs>
1: Screw off.
0: These are club kid boots. Screw off,
1: kid. Yeah, they're not kiss boots.
0: Yeah. Oh, who who's like, oh, you know what I'm going to put on right now? Kiss.
1: I just love to rock and roll all night and party oh. in the daytime.
0: I hate that I even know that lyric because it's it's drilled into my head with what are you, what are the
1: top top five kiss songs I love uh, to rock in the nighttime and party in the daytime hmm? um uh catman's theme
0: okay yeah are you reading um, this because I don't know anymore I don't know uh
1: catman's theme that's the catman he's called catman <laughs> um uh what's what are the other ones um party time
0: no, I don't know it.
1: Um, uh, you know, play it, play it again. Kiss.
0: I'm looking up Kiss top Hits. Oh, I was made for loving you. Um. um I was made for loving you. I hate that I know that.
1: That's, um, Pearl Jam.
0: <laughs> oh, lick it up. Lick it up's when they, like, did the Lick vid- it up
1: when they spill the milk and the cat man has to lick it up.
0: <laughs> lick it up in the video is, like, where they took the makeup off. And everyone's like, "Oh, they're just like Jewish guys."
1: They're just nice young boys.
0: Well, they're not nice.
1: They're bad boys.
0: (laughs) They are, but yeah,
1: real bad.
0: Yeah, oh god, kids. Who who was like, "Oh, this is it for me." That space face paint and rock.
1: Everyone was very high in the seventies.
0: Yeah, they. It was a
1: lot easier. Like music was a lot more appealing. I think.
0: Yeah, I also like. I'm sure that there were people who liked Led Zeppelin or liked other arena rock. No,
1: no one ever liked Led Zeppelin. <laughs> <laughs> it's like just, just categorically, no one ever liked Led Zeppelin. Oh, good.
0: God bless you for saying that. But I feel like there's like the van rockers in the 70s, people who drove vans and listened to like more American rock. And then there was like the goths of their day. And they probably were like, screw off with that. Preppy stuff. I like kiss. I'm more authentic. I'm like cooler.
1: Jesus.
0: I feel like there's probably that combating narrative, and I'm like, I'm gonna kneel the grass tight you and say. Objectively, you're both wrong. They're both bad.:
1: I was really upset. I saw um some movie-hmm, which I don't do very often. I've seen the, maybe one movie this year. I saw maybe two movies last year, maybe three.
0: Like in theaters or just like... Yeah,
1: no, in theaters. But I don't watch movies in my own time either because I don't have the patience. Um, I saw Get Out and one of the trailers was for... Or was this in... Maybe it was just like on YouTube. I don't know. Okay. There's a trailer for like the new Thor movie. And oh, yeah. it, it used a Led Zeppelin song. Mm-hmm. And it was like, do you have to...
0: Yeah, people are really excited about the new Thor movie because it's like, uh. Isn't it Tilda Swinton? No.
1: Uh, no, the other. Uh, the Jeff Goldblum.
0: The other, yes. <laughs> yeah, and it's the Thespian, and she's like, you know. Evil and has I'm going
1: earned. to kill you, Thor. And he's yeah. like, You're bloody not going to kill me. And Hulk's like, Oh, I'm going to fight Thor. And Jeff Goldblum's like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> And that's yeah. Thor Armageddon, is what that yeah. movie's called.
0: Oh, and then they do like gladiator style fighting. He's like, has to fight the Hulk. And he's like, I know him
1: from work. Yeah, it's good jokes for a Thor movie. I that's, love Thor.
0: That's my Thor impression. This guy, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Those are <sighs> my brothers.
1: Ugh. I don't think there's two of them.
0: I don't. There's the, the one that's not Thor. The one that's not Thor that was in the really bad Independence Day. When I see him, I'm like, oh, he's just a guy. Like, he's just a handsome guy. But then I remember he's always on again, off again with Miley Cyrus. And I'm like, there's something to this guy that I need to know about.
1: He's, he's got some tricks up his sleeve. Yeah,
0: yeah, because, like, you know, Miley's problematic, but she's, like, a, she's not just a guy. Like, you've got things to say about Miley.
1: Sure. So I'm,
0: I'm just curious, like, what does, what does that Hemsworth brother and Miley Cyrus, like, what do they do for fun? She, like, sticking her tongue out and they, like, go bungee jumping? What do they do? I don't know.
1: Like, what's their... Yeah. Your relationship like.
0: Mm hmm. Cause she like lives in that fantasy house with like glitter all over the walls and her pet pig.
1: Oh my god. Can you imagine how insufferable that would be?
0: <laughs> I feel like it could go either way. I could either be like, oh I gotta get out of here, or like, I actually had a really great time.
1: I just I I don't know. I'm thinking maybe I've unfairly judged her. Or maybe fairly. I don't <laughs> know. I just I don't I I I I don't care for her very much.
0: So- pointed out that like they feel like Miley Cyrus is like someone in like a gay-straight alliance who you could tell like doesn't have a lot of outside sources and so they think they're being less problematic than they are and they're just like too excited about (laughs) it. And I'm like yeah bless her heart because like she didn't have a normal life so like she didn't and I will tell you this, I have met, I met Miley Cyrus briefly, and she was incredibly sweet to, like, retail workers in an environment where she didn't have to be. And well, that, that really, counts for like, something. Yeah, that, she was, like, at a Forever 21, and she was, she was incredibly sweet on multiple, and she, like, took care of her clothes, I don't know, I'm not going to get into, like, this is when I'm, I met Miley Cyrus story, but I was just blown away, and when I tell people, if they're from the South, they're always like, well, she's Southern. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> well that's why she's southern we're nice I'm like oh okay I guess so but yeah she seems nice I don't I don't think I want to be in a house where someone has a giant pot-bellied pig that lives in there but what do I know Maybe they're I don't right- think
1: a pig should live in a house <sighs> yeah I don't know I know My- some people are going to disagree with me on that I just don't think um, uh, here are the animals that can live in a house um, mm-hmm. dog a Smaller smaller than Um, you know, bigger than a certain size, like a wolf, I think should not live in a house. Ooh. Um, cat, again, smaller than, you know, uh, Maru, I think is the biggest cat that can live in a house. Okay. Um, human, Mm -hmm. sometimes, sometimes.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Some humans need to just be hosed off before they come in the house.
1: Yes. Um, birds, again, size is a factor.
0: I disagree. I'm anti-bird, and I Anti- know.
1: Interesting, interesting.
0: Okay. okay, okay. I just, I just don't want him in the house. And Pet's family loves birds, and his sister has a bird, and it's just like this is a I... jer- this is a jerk that's going to live with you for forty years. Like it's just such a commitment.
1: I agree. I you know. I know people who have birds, and bless them. Mm-hmm. Um i do not want to be around birds no um one of the worst places i think is um i don't know i feel like i've been around in a lot of confined spaces with a lot of birds in my life which maybe is unusual um (laughs) i don't know i would go to like my dad would take me to like agricultural fairs when i was a kid and we would walk through all of these like Mm
0: -hmm. like
1: chickens in cages for like prized chickens and then like they're just everywhere and like you can tell they're like fucking dinosaurs like they're just like their brains are totally alien and they're just like and like or they would squawk randomly.
0: Yeah and they're not super clean. And I know bird owners will fight me on that and they'll say no they're clean but are they? No.
1: (laughs) No. In fact they are not. Um
0: (laughs) yeah I don't because here's the thing if you find a feather on the ground outside if if you were with a little kid and they found a feather, you'd be like, you got to wash your hands. You just touched that dirty feather. No one's like, oh, put it in your mouth. That's clean.
1: Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, but it's like, you know. Mm. No, I got nothing. That's, yeah. Um, some, some lizards.
0: Oh, lizard. I, I feel like if I were, no, I'm not a dater. I've never really, like, been in a dating scene in my entire life. But I have to imagine if I were dating someone and I went to their house and they, if they had one lizard, I would be like, hmm, what if they had more than one, <laughs> more than one lizard? I would be like, hmm, like a longer, <laughs> <laughs> like I would be like one, one lizard, hmm, but two lizards, hmm, like that.
1: It's like an exponential, hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because. I get it, the lizard doesn't want to be lonely, so you'd want two lizards, but you're, if especially if you live by yourself, you're now outnumbered by lizards. That's true. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. You gotta be careful. You gotta keep them separated.
0: Yeah, um, also, like, like I said, I grew up in, like, a lot of rural poverty, so a lot of people who are, like, of a certain income bracket and are white, they have, like, the worst pets you can possibly imagine, and they have way more of them than they should, Like, ferrets especially. I grew up with a lot of people who had ferrets. And I'm just like, that shouldn't be a pet. Like, we shouldn't. I know they're cute, but they kind of smell bad. They're like snakes with fur and legs. It's like a weasel. Yeah. I've been in multiple homes where they had, like, too many dogs and cats and ferrets and fish and turtles and rats. And you're just like, at what point is it enough?
1: At some point, they're going to band together and just, like, take over the house.
0: Yeah. Oh. They often do take over the house, yeah. I've been to many people's houses where, like, half of the house is just, like, they have a baby gate, and that's where the animals live. And, like, the animals just get half of the house. You're like, no, I don't need that. Ugh. And there's, like, snarly dog drool all over the baby gate where they're, like, trying to get out at you, and you're like, ugh. No thanks.
1: Yeah, not great.
0: No, but, um, lizards, what are other exotic pets that people have? Um, oh, hedgehogs. People have hedgehogs and they seem cute, but that's like, good. what do you do with it?
1: You I wash had, it in the sink with a toothbrush.
0: Oh yeah, that's true. I had a hamster briefly, but then, but then he died and it was really tragic, but I inherited a hamster and he was pretty sweet. He was like a nice little, I live in a little apartment and he was a little pet.
1: No. Oh.
0: Yeah. But I mean, like, I wouldn't, I'm a grown adult now, so I'm not going to like go by myself to a pet store and buy a hamster. So I you need like, a
1: grown pet. I need what? You need like a proportional pet.
0: Yeah, I need a proportional pet or it's just like it seems kinda strange to be an adult by yourself and go into a pet store and be like, This this hamster's not the one I want. This hamster is the one I want. Like it does I
1: seem unwholesome somehow.
0: <laughs> yeah. It does. It like does. did you
1: ever Okay, this is weird and I hate to, to go blue. Um but did you ever hear about that like urban legend about Richard Gere?
0: Oh yeah, Jirabell's up is um butthole yeah Venus. Yeah. yeah yeah I don't think that I don't think that people do that but maybe I'm just naive
1: I don't think anyone has ever done that
0: yeah right because it's like the what kind of funnel do you use like what I have a lot of logistical questions <laughs>
1: <Wait>. <laughs> <I> just... <laughs> so the first thing that comes up um you search richard gear Gerbil is snopes and there's a link to um another okay first of all yeah like that that one is just richard gear and i don't know why but okay
0: um, I to but i'm like laughing so hard that i kind of have to pee i'm gonna pause for two seconds <laughs> okay. okay all right um so okay you were, you were looking at the snopes on uh, the richard gear scandal
1: yeah, the re- very real <laughs> Richard Gere scandal, um, and there's a link, like in like the first couple of paragraphs, to um, rock star pumped stomach rumor. Oh, okay. Do you know about this one?
0: Uh, is that where Rod Stewart had to have a gallon of semen pumped from his stomach?
1: Yes, yes. I didn't. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's like uh, a rock star is rushed to an emergency room where doctors pump a pint of semen out of his stomach and apparently um so uh I, the first of all the snopes article is delightful it says like never mind that the amount of semen supposedly pumped out generally exceeds the capacity of even the largest stomach and would have required continuously performing blowjobs for about three days straight Whoa. yeah
0: <laughs> um, that's, that was my query is it's like that's really hard to get that's that.
1: a lot and yeah. also like it wouldn't you wouldn't you would just be a little nauseous, but you wouldn't go... The- but anyway, apparently Rod Stewart um, talks about this in his autobiography. Whoa! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, he claims that it was started by his, like... I guess he had a sidekick at one point named Tony Toon. Oh, yeah. Um And apparently, um, he went with Rod Stewart and his wife... Um, and uh, Rod Stewart's seven-year-old stepson on a vacation to Hawaii, and the hotel was overbooked, and so the assistant and the stepson shared a room, and um, and then Tony Toon couldn't resist pulling some bloke in the bar that evening and taking him back to the room, um, that he was sharing with Rod Stewart's stepson. Okay. So Rod Stewart fired him, not for ostensibly being queer, but for fucking someone in front of his stepson who was seven um and uh and then this guy spread this um rumor and huh? Rod Stewart apparently said um I have never orally pleasured even a solitary sailor let alone a ship's worth in one evening and I have never had my stomach pumped either of naval issue seamen or any other kind of seamen
0: um <laughs> has he got stomach pumps like recreationally or for anything else or just like he only he He's only just said he on never has i
1: mean he said he never has okay. um, but uh yeah I'm, i don't you know that's he can laugh at himself so
0: yeah that's i mean it's nice to have a sense of humor about such things but i mean from a technical aspect i'm no expert on having you know a, i'm no expert i guess on ingesting of Of jizz.
1: I'm Um, a big city. uh, Yeah, I'm no, like,
0: scientist, but from what I've seen online, even if you were to have, like, a figurine inside a two-liter bottle, it takes people (sighs) years to fill it with cum. (laughs) And I know you've seen that kind of thing online, too. So. (laughs) That's a thing people do, is they, like, save up cum with, like, little figurines in it.
1: (laughs) Well,
0: yeah, and it's, it's, I mean, maybe if you drink that, you need to get your stomach pumped. You
1: I'd... have to stop. We're going to have to put another content warning on this episode.
0: <laughs> oh, okay, I'm sorry.
1: It's okay. I, I just, my I poor just, producer,
0: I just bless her heart. I just don't think that that's safe to ingest.
1: Don't drink <laughs> old cum.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, people are out there, they're doing it. They're filling these two-liter bottles, so you need to put a warning Shh. not to drink it. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay.
1: Um, well, we should wrap things up, but do you want to do a new segment that I'm going to do? Sure, yeah. It's called Don't Drink Cum. No, it's called, um... No, you can drink cum. just don't drink old cum. Yeah, Oh. yeah. Um... I mean even then like I'm not going to yuck your yum but I just it's probably gross I wouldn't do that. Um no the new segment that we're trying uh we don't have a real name for it yet I'm just calling it recommendations. Oh yeah. Um yeah yeah so basically the idea is that you recommend something to mm-hmm. our listeners and maybe I will too. Um and um and, yeah, and then we can just wrap things up from there. Yeah, oh,
0: I'm, I'm sorry. We got crass. Well,
1: it does sometimes happen. Yeah, I'm sorry. In the history of this podcast, it has happened more than once. Okay. So. so
0: would you like to recommend first?
1: Um, I would, sure. And, um, you know, what am I going to recommend? I could go... No, I'm going to go self-serving for this week um, because I just had a book come out.
0: Oh, yes, you did.
1: And it is called Total Mood Killer.
0: It's really cute looking.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I'm really happy with the design. Um, so this book is a book of poetry that is, um, it's half me and it's half Nina Polari. And it was published by Tiger B Press. And, um, it just came out, uh, like last week. And if you go to com, like tiger as in the animal, bee as in the animal, um, .com, you can get it there. And, um, in the future, I won't just recommend things that (laughs) I have made, but, um, you know, it's, um,
0: if it's a quality product and your name's on it. Sell it, girl. Sell I mean, it.
1: that's right, right? Because like here's the thing. Like when people are like, Oh, you just like say your own stuff is good, like, do you know the site Beautypedia?
0: Beautypedia? Yeah. No, I don't know that site.
1: It's like a Paula's Choice offshoot. Oh, okay. okay. And um they they're like editorially independent. Mm. But um they would always give Paula's Choice stuff really good reviews and people are like, Well, that shows they're biased and it's like Well, does it or does it show that like if they give their own like if they give their own stuff, bad reviews, they're saying we're making bad stuff like you should stand behind your work. I agree. Um, Thank you 100%. So I
0: I also feel like I mean, from like jobs I've had over the years of like acting and modeling, part of your responsibility as an artist, unfortunately, is just like letting people know that stuff exists, especially if it's your stuff.
1: Absolutely. You know, so, so like it's not yeah.
0: Yeah, you're not just, like cocky.
1: You're just like I made this book and I'm <laughs> I'm a I, uh, not to brag, but I uh, I made this book all on my own. <laughs> Nina Polari, that's me. The design, that was me too. Rod Stewart helps a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um but uh no. No, we um it was Tiger B. Prouse, Nina Polari. Um we've got some really great quotes from Alana Massey and Kimmy Walters. Oh wow, wow. Yeah, so that's my recommendation for this week. Buy my book. Um and yeah, it's your uh Yeah, you know, uh, buy a buy a book. And if if you're the kind of person who's like, well, I would, but Merit, I don't really like poetry. Well, mm. here's the thing. Here's the secret to poetry. Um, if you like my tweets, <laughs> then you'll like this book, because it's basically <laughs> just things that were too long for Twitter. Yeah. So um, so check that out. What do you want to recommend?
0: So, I've actually been uh, endorsing this product to people in real life and it's it's it is was actually a kickstarter and it's called the Tub Shroom and I'm like not getting any money from the Tub Shroom. So <laughs> okay. love to. I'd love to get money from Tub Shroom. But it's this little silicon thing that goes in your drain and it's shaped like a mushroom. But it catches hair. And I have long hair. I live with Pat. And he has long hair. And I mean, like, we have very long hair, like 30 inches long. And we clog all the drains in our apartments. We we just live in here all the time. And for $12, this has, like, changed my life from having to draino every two months to I haven't had to draino since I've lived in this building. And this is not, like, a super nice quality building by any means. So for $12, if you shed a lot, or especially if you have, like, hair extensions and they might come out in the shower, even though you should wash your hair, or, like, pinned up. Sometimes people don't do it. Like, this, for $12, it really, really, like, super changes your your bathroom experience. And it's somewhat, I hate showering. And so then if the shower starts to, like, fill up, oh, my God, I'm just going to jump out the window. But for $12, <laughs> I solved I solved that. So, yeah.
1: That's awesome. It sucks, yeah. That yeah sounds great. Somewhat,
0: they sell it on Instagram and stuff. So you might be like, I oh, don't know, something sold on Instagram. I'm not 23. I'm not,
1: 23. <laughs> I'm not going to FireFest.
0: Yeah. It's like, Oh, girl. <laughs> but uh, yeah, a lot of people only buy things from a store. And I don't know if this is in stores yet, but just get it on Amazon. Try it out. And it's it's great. I, I back it. I feel like Ron Swanson where it's like I only back like three products and one of them is this tub shroom. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, it looks good. It looks cool. Um Yeah.
0: It's it's worth the twelve dollars. I mean I can't rave about it enough.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Do you shed a lot? Um I do. Yeah, I think I do. Um I live with three guys though, and like they all have short hair, so it's like really just me. Mm. Um but yeah, no, my hair is like it's getting to the length again where it does, where it's kind yeah. of a problem. So maybe I will buy one. yeah um,
0: also like if you live with italian americans they shed a lot too not just mm. so you this is (laughs) i feel like it works it even works if you trim your pubes in the shower which like i don't know where you're supposed to be trimming your pubes to keep a minimal mess but this does catch them
1: okay (laughs) and it's good too because like when my cat takes a shower um she'll get you know her hair will get everywhere your cat gets in the shower no but that would be adorable wouldn't it that's,
0: oh my my fantasy is giving the cats a bath and they like it <laughs> oh but they no. yeah and i'm not gonna force them to because no. I, that's not the fantasy no yeah horrible but yeah if i were just like taking a bath i would never do that that's why it's just purely conjecture and fantasy <laughs> i was like, taking a bath and, like my cat Kyle just like jumped in and he like <laughs> swam around.
1: Oh no! My oh my god! Yeah, so there's cute. a lot of
0: there's a lot of obstacles. Like one, I don't take baths. Two, I don't like baths. Three, he doesn't take baths. Four, he doesn't. Really,
1: the yeah. whole scenario is there's a lot of mm-hmm. obstacles. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: that's my recommendation. I don't know. Cool. Maybe it's weird to recommend a product,
1: but no. I mean, you're not getting paid for it or anything, so that seems. Yeah, Seems good. Seems like the kind of thing that will improve my life and my book will also improve yeah, um, your lives, listeners. Um, also so
0: listeners, like maybe you have to buy a gift for someone that you've been mm. dating, but not dating that long. I think a book of poetry is a good like we've been dating like three or four months and I want us to get serious, but I don't know how to tell you that. I think a book of poetry is a really good way to do that. It's like a casual gift.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, like, I think a shower stopper is, like, a really good, like, six <laughs> month or, like, moving in gift, like.
0: Yeah, oh, that's true. But I think I just, you should yeah.
1: move in with me here. Like, I even bought this so yeah. that our hair won't clog up the drains.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I just, yeah, I think that uh, poetry, you know, it's, like, it's, like, a way to tell people, like, oh, I, I care about my emotions. I care about your emotions. Yeah. I want to buy this poetry book and just, like, it's a casual gift. It's no biggie, but maybe we're more serious now because I bought you this.
1: Yeah, I'm not I'm not dead inside.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's better than like suggesting like, oh, you should really read this book. Like just buy it for someone. Be like, oh I like this. I thought just maybe Just buy I'd the like
1: damn it. book, okay? <laughs> just buy the fucking book. I yeah. don't ask you for much. Yeah. Buy a book. Just buy mommy's book.
0: Or are you gonna do you should do a promo where if people like take photos with them with the book, you'll retweet it.
1: Is that a promo or is that just being on t- winner.
0: Yeah, but not everyone does it. And then you're just like left out there like a like a
1: weird weird That is. I have retweeted them all so far. If you buy a book and take a picture of yourself or your cat or Lizard or Neil deGrasse Tyson or yeah. Rod Stewart with the book. If you get one if you get Rod Stewart and Neil deGrasse Tyson yeah. with the book, I will come and do something I'll do like a free reading or event or something. Um We'll negotiate that. that. Yeah. Because I'll be very impressed. Mm -hmm. If you get those two in the same room, they famously do not get along like cats and lizards.
0: Yeah. That's it.
1: Well, that's it for this week. Do you want to tell people where they can find you online?
0: Yeah. Uh, You can find me on Twitter where I'm underscore Liz Harvey. It's not just Liz Harvey. She does not like him.
1: She does not. She's a mom. Um, I
0: I don't know what she is because I'm black.
1: Oh my God! Really? Can I? I want to see if I'm blocked.
0: I'm blocked by Liz and I didn't. I I never tweeted at her, but like people tweeted at her, thinking she was me, and <sighs> she didn't like it.
1: So I, I um, there's someone who has the Twitter username Merit K with one T, mm. and she's a re- uh, journalist for NPR, and um, we have people have have missed you know. Well, yeah I, I, I'm not upset when people type my username when they think that mm-hmm. um, I'm her but if the other way around happens, I would be mortified.
0: Yeah. so yeah, I'm underscoreless Harvey on Twitter. I'm trash gag on Instagram and uh, sometimes I do photo photo shoots or, or music videos or movies and sometimes you can catch me doing that but I if I'm doing that, you would see it on my Instagram and my Twitter. So yeah, you can see me there.
1: Great. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This was super fun.
0: Yeah, I I hope this was just like a casual, fun, fun,
1: fun one. (laughs) It was, it was, it was casual, flirty fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Just like, you know, like a flirty girl fitness lesson. We learn to be flirty, we learn to be girls, we learn to be fit.
1: Yeah, exactly. Cool. Mm -hmm. Awesome.
0: Butterfly butterfly logo.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Well, have a great weekend and I will talk to you later.
0: Yeah, I'll talk to you then. So we, I just hang up and we're done.
1: Yeah, I'll just send the call. That's good.
0: Okay, All right. I, I <laughs> send you a photo. Okay.
1: Okay, bye. Woodland Secrets is hosted by Merrick Kay and produced and edited by me, Nick Bravo. Woodland Secrets is a part of Stay Mean, the world's only podcast network. We're entirely listener-supported. If you enjoy the show, please consider becoming a patron of Stay Mean at woodlandsecrets.co slash support. For as little as three bucks a month, you'll get access to a monthly newsletter and frequent bonus episodes of our shows. If you'd like to have a message read on the show, head to woodlandsecrets.co/slash messages. You can help people find out about the show. Please mention us on Twitter. We're at Woodland Podcast and at Stay Mean Co. Or rate and review us in iTunes. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening.